welcome to Author Visits, the podcast where writing is for everyone and writers can be all kinds of ways. I'm your host, Chrissy Wright. I'm a teacher, a writer, and a reader. Each week, I interview a kidlit creator you love. You've heard writing tips from your teacher, but how do real-life authors do things in their everyday writing lives? I ask the honest questions you need to hear the answers to so that you can put real-life writing tips to work in your writing today. Grown-ups are welcome to listen along, but this podcast is for the kids who are going to write us one heck of a future. Today's guest is Corey Dorfeld. Corey is an author and an illustrator, and she has worked on more than 20 picture books and counting. Two of the picture books that have come out recently that you might be familiar with are The Rabbit Listened and Goodbye Friend, Hello Friend. Listen in on my conversation with Corey to learn a little bit more about her books and a lot more about her writing. Writers, I am so excited to welcome today our guest, Corey Dorfeld. Corey, can you introduce yourself to the writers who are listening? Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to me today. I am actually coming to you from my beautiful basement studio. Fantastic. And can you tell us, Corey, a little bit about your books? Okay, so... I know that all of us know what it feels like to be sad or maybe to have something bad happen to us, but I've also noticed that maybe everyone doesn't know how to actually help someone who's feeling sad feel better or how to be there for someone who's going through something difficult. So that's what The Rabbit Listened is all about. How can you be there for someone who is going through a difficult time How can someone who's feeling sad really be helped by others? Awesome. And can you tell us also a little bit about your book, Goodbye Friend, Hello Friend? So Goodbye Friend, Hello Friend is all about transitions. That means when things change and we have to learn to say hello to something new, even though we might be saying goodbye to something that we're really going to miss or we're sad to say goodbye to. And this year has especially been about change and especially at school. So this story is really about focusing on what can be positive, what can be good in the hello, and learning how you actually can be in control of that. So even if you are saying goodbye to something that you really liked, you can learn to look for that next hello and what might be upcoming and good and positive about what's changing. Corey, one thing that teachers talk a lot to their kids about, especially at this time of year, is how they come up with ideas for their writing. Can you share with us a little bit about how you come up with ideas for your stories? Yes, and first let me tell you that most of the time I have no idea where my next idea is going to come from. But usually they all come from my own life experiences and my emotions. So for example, the rabbit listened. I knew two people that were going through something really, really difficult. And I realized that I didn't really know how to help them. I also knew someone long ago 
that lost somebody in their family. And they told me that the one thing that actually helped them feel better was sitting with their pet rabbits. So you can imagine how all those ideas started to mix. Me wondering how I could help my friends and me remembering this story from my past about these little rabbits and how it led to me writing the book, The Rabbit Listened. So for me, I was going to say another great way to think of an idea is if you have a question. I'm always thinking of questions when I notice things in my life. Um, When I got my little dog, I realized how I thought he was like such a good dog. And I thought he was such a good dog. But then I would go on walks and I was like, everybody thinks their dog is a good dog. And then I just started to think like, well, what does it mean to be good? So that led to the idea for um, my book, Good Dog. And another great place to get ideas is things that you are excited about. I have always really loved animals and biology. So if you have like a favorite animal or a place that you are really curious about, like researching that animal or wanting to know more about that place or animal or whatever it is that you're really excited about is a great way uh, to start an idea and um, come up with a story about that idea. Can you tell us a little bit more about the practical for that? So say you're out walking your dog and you get this idea for a good dog. What do you do so that idea doesn't evaporate? So luckily, I never go on really, really long walks. And I admit I don't have the best memory. But when I come home, I try to write something down. I actually have a door in my dining room that's full of post-it notes. So that can be a fun way to keep little ideas uh, where you can see them is if you have post-it notes or even a little piece of paper with a piece of tape, just write it really quick. Like, what does it mean to be a good dog? And then maybe a couple other thoughts and stick that on the door. And then later when you're like, what was that idea I had earlier? I can't remember. You can look at your door of post-it notes and hopefully you remembered to write it down. Um, But other times too, I actually get the idea for the character, like what they're going to look like. Uh, so sometimes too, I'll just go home and I'll make a little drawing and that little drawing will help me remember like, oh yeah, I really wanted to write a book about a platypus or just something where, I don't know, I was really thinking about something that day and even that little drawing, um, will help me remember. So it's okay to make yourself little notes and doodles, uh, to help you remember. Awesome. And then when it's time for you to start a new story and you're staring at your door of post-its, what are some of the things that you think about to yourself to decide which story you want to try writing next? So usually the stories I work on next are the ones that kind of almost are like an itch in your brain, if that makes sense. So sometimes I'll have an idea that just won't leave me alone. Those are the ones that I almost couldn't forget if I wanted to. They just keep coming back and coming back. And so usually that's the one I will choose to focus on. Or I'm just so excited, uh, like Wild Baby. Um, I just saw the cutest picture of a baby orangutan. And I just I just kept thinking, like, I have to make a book about a baby orangutans. They're so cute. And I really wanted to draw a jungle. And so it was really just that passion and that excitement Uh, in the moment that kept driving me to work on that story. But I also want everyone to know that I have written lots of stories that have never been published. So sometimes it's okay if you just finish a story and no one sees it. 
it's okay if you don't finish a story. I've had ideas that I thought were really going to be great, but then when I sat down to write them, it didn't really work. And that's okay. So sometimes I'll just let a story rest. I'll um, put it away. And then one day it's kind of strange and like magic, like something will just pop almost like when you finally understand how to solve a math problem, you'll suddenly just know like, oh, I know how to finish that story or I know, you know, what's going to happen in the middle of the book. And then I'll get that story back out sometimes years later. Uh, and that's okay. There's never a timeline unless you have a deadline <laughs> with a publisher um, that you actually have to make sure the story is, is done and finished and exactly what it should be. Okay. So hang on. I want to hang out here for a second. Are you telling me that your writing is not perfect the first time that you do it? No. Ah, can you believe it? No. My writing is very rarely perfect. And what's kind of fun, actually, about being an illustrator, too, is a lot of times I'll just write down kind of some loose text that wouldn't make sense to anybody else. And then I'll go and I'll think about what's going to be in the illustrations, because especially if you look at a picture book, what is it called? A picture book. So that means that a lot of the story should actually be happening in the pictures, not just the text. And that's something I really love to do is maybe what you're seeing is different than what the words are, or they only make sense really when you see them together. So sometimes thinking about what you're actually going to see in the book helps me finish the story or realize what was missing just in the text. That's another tip I have that if you're writing a story and you don't really know what's going to happen next, just try drawing your main character, drawing how they feel, drawing where are they. Like those kinds of things really help you think about what the story um, is going to be about, where it should go. And I think it's very important, especially if you're writing uh, a book that is a picture book or a graphic novel, something where you see pictures. It's important to remember the story should be in the pictures as well. Awesome. So we get to read the pictures and read the words. Yes. So I'm guessing that along this process of going from idea to post-it door to pictures and words together, that sometimes it doesn't feel so easy. Can you tell us a little bit about how you keep going when writing or drawing just feels hard? Absolutely. So one way that helps me is it really is work. I mean, it is fun to write and it is fun to draw, but I've learned to really think of it as work. So when you work, that means you're going to actually dedicate time to getting something done. So even if I wake up and I'm like, you know, and I just want to eat Fruit Loops and watch cartoons or something with my kids, I know I should at least go spend even five minutes, just five minutes, maybe sitting down to work on a story because you never know once you actually sit down and start writing, maybe an idea will finally work itself out. But I've also learned that it's okay to take a break. You don't want to get so frustrated that you learn to not like working on it at all. So if I get to a point where I cannot figure out the story, I tell myself, that's okay. And I usually go on a long walk or I talk to someone. Sometimes I'll say like, hey, mom, like I still call my mom. I do. I say, mom, I can't figure out what to do. And sometimes just talking through the problem with another person, I can kind of hear like, oh, I know what's wrong now. 
Um, so walking, talking, and then again, how I said I've written stories that I've let go. If you're just stuck, it's okay to say, you know what, this idea is not working right now. I'm going to try something else. Uh, there's a lot of times I even have two or three stories that I'm working on because I'm stuck in one. And if I'm just going to keep trying that one, it's too frustrating. So then I'll go, you know, I'll work on this story over here that maybe is just, you know, a different view, a different thought, and it kind of clears, clears your mind. So those are my tips. Fantastic. Um, now, one other thing that teachers are often telling their students uh, is that writers learn from other writers or from other books as mentor texts. And I'm wondering, is that really true? Hmm. Well, I will tell you that it's true that people never stop learning, no matter how old you get, you can always learn something new. So something I definitely learned, I actually have a group of writers that uh, we used to meet once a month. And it's kind of been a bummer, we haven't been able to meet like a lot of things we can't do this year, but that's okay. Um, and in that group, I learned that reading, practicing to read your story out loud is a great way to work on your writing. Because sometimes we forget that if you're writing, especially a picture book, other people are going to read this book, and they're maybe going to read it out loud. So you should practice doing that to hear what is it going to sound like when someone else reads it. And it might help you think of voices or different emotions that you can add. Um, and another great tip I think I actually got from Pixar. So a secret about me is I actually grew up wanting to be an animator. That's somebody who works on, you know, cartoons, animated movies. And uh, there's a great tip that if you cannot tell someone what your story is about in one sentence, that maybe it's a little too complicated. I know a lot of people um, you want to put in a lot of information, but a good story has one clear thing that that it's about. So that's a good tip you could try, you know, with someone else's. I have an idea. Try telling them. Can you tell them what the idea the idea is in just one sentence? It's a really good exercise to help you focus uh, ideas for stories and make sure that it's absolutely crystal clear. Awesome. Okay. I want to surprise you by doing a quick speed round. So Ooh. this is a section where every author that I'm talking to, I'm asking these same three questions so that the kids who are, can listen, who are listening can compare and contrast and find out what are some things that are common between different authors and what are some things that are totally different. So first, can you name three different feelings that you experience while writing or drawing? Oh my gosh. So when I feel a lot, what I feel a lot is doubt. Um, that means I'm not always sure that I know what I'm doing, even though I've written books that are published. Every time I sit down to start another book, I'm like, I don't think I really know what I'm doing. So for sure doubt. And I guess that would also mean a little bit of fear. Um, but then I also always feel uh, excited because it's this unknown that you don't know where this idea is going. Is it going to be something great? Is it going to go in the trash? Um, but doubt, fear, excitement, I would say. Doubt, fear, excitement. <laughs> okay, next question. Do you have a regular writing spot? And if so, where? So I am a mom. I have two little kids that I have um, had to juggle being an author and an illustrator and a mom from day one. 
And so I had to make this little space that I'm in right now in my basement because uh, everyone's different, but I actually do need quiet. I needed to be quiet um, to actually hear my thoughts and come and write. So it's down here in my basement and I do prefer to write on a computer to type. Okay, and last question for our speed round. What are some of the places other than your basement writing spot where you find yourself thinking about your writing? I think I mentioned earlier, it's on walks. Walking my dog always leads to ideas for whatever reason, probably because I'm out in nature and I'm seeing people and things, but always, always, always when I'm out on a walk, I feel like ideas almost just blow in out of the, the wind into my brain. It's crazy to explain, but um, definitely outside, 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 outside. Awesome. And before we end this section, I want to give you a chance to tell the kids listening about any recent releases or upcoming books that you might be excited um, to share with them. Sure. So uh, earlier this year, I did a book with Amy Dykeman. Maybe some of you are familiar with her. She is another great author. So she wrote a book called That's Life, and I got to do the illustrations, and that was really fun uh, because we got to imagine what would life be like if it was an actual fuzzy little creature that kind of led you through all these crazy situations. So definitely that is a fun book. So I also had this really exciting opportunity to work with Abrams and Hasbro to help create this new world of characters called Cubby Hill. And so I got to help figure out like, what are these characters' personalities? What does their world look like? And I got to make two books. The first one is called The Welcome Wagon. And it is all about uh, when a new family moves to town, there's a lot of fear and maybe a little bit of curiosity. Like, what is this new family going to be like? And so the main characters go to meet them and things kind of escalate. And so obviously at the end, they learn that someone new isn't someone to be afraid of. They are simply someone to welcome and celebrate. And then that one came out in March, but the second one comes out in October. And one of my favorite things in Minnesota, and it was canceled this year, but one of my favorite things was the state fair. It's this big festival where everyone comes together and farmers bring things that they grew, they bring animals, and we just celebrate, you know, things that people can make and share. And so that kind of inspired the second Cubby Hill book. It's called The Giving Day, and their town has a festival where the characters also bring things that they grew or made. And it's all about sharing and giving to one another. Um, but the main character, Cooper Cub, kind of has some problems as he goes to deliver his honey jars. But again, it's all about how ultimately the best way to give is to be there for um, the other people in your community. So that book will be out um, in October, I think October 6th. So definitely look for that. Okay, I need to add both of those to my classroom library immediately. <laughs> Can you tell the kids and their grown-ups who are listening where to find you online if they want to learn more about you and your work? Absolutely. I do have a website that is just www.coreydorfeld.com. I'm probably the most active on Instagram. So if you want to see drawings of my new dog or kind of what I'm up to or working on, definitely you can follow me on Instagram at Corey Dorfeld. And kids and grownups, I will put links to all those places in the show notes for this episode. So if you need help navigating to them, you can also find them there. 
Okay, Corey, thank you so much for joining us to talk writing today. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to hopefully have inspired some of you to write some stories of your own. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Author Visits. To support the show, please subscribe on your podcatcher of choice and share the show on social media, especially taking a screenshot and sharing on your Instagram stories. Then tag me so I can see it. You can connect with me, Chrissy Wright, on Instagram and Twitter at Chrissy M. Wright and follow the podcast on Instagram at Author Visits Pod. I can't wait to learn with you and happy writing. Happy writing.